Super Sunday fails to deliver unless you own El Nene. Welcome back, listeners. The FPL headlines for this week are the Manchester United against Liverpool postponement. And, of course, we're going into a double game week, so we discuss double game week 35. Welcome back to episode 213 of the FPL Surgery Podcast. We're recording. It's the evening of Tuesday, the 4th of May, 2021. The double and blank game weeks were confirmed on Friday ahead of the deadline. And for that reason, we couldn't wait to record this episode with clear, concise information. However, following the postponement of Liverpool against Man United on Sunday, there's a lot up in the air while we wait for the fixtures to be given a new date. However, we are at the business end of the season and about to go into a huge double game week. And of course, as always, I'm here with Mr. Josh Paxman. Hi, Josh. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm all right. It was an entertaining weekend. (laughs) Yeah, it was... um... Just this season, isn't it? It's just crazy. It's uh, one thing after another and we're uh, just continuing to experience it right the way through to the end. I can tell you're particularly upset about this one. <laughs> I am. I'm re- I am, yeah, if I'm honest with you. It's derailed my season a little bit and um, it didn't help that I had two injured players as my second and third subs on the bench. So um, I was not covered for, uh, for you know, protests. No, of course. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Or maybe we're here, Angry Josh, on on this episode. (laughs) Yeah, you can roll roll me up. Let's see what we can do. Um, So this week's guest does some hilarious YouTube content and also boasts two top 20,000 finishes, with his highest being 4,000th. So please welcome to the podcast, John Allison, aka FPL Lad. Hi, hi John. How's it going? Hi, mate. Yeah, all good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Honoured to be uh, asked to join you guys. So, yeah, thank you very much. Looking forward to this. No, we're honoured to have you on, and especially, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise you were a Palace fan until just now, so the timing of yeah. this is impeccable. Uh, yeah, well, yes and no, my game week was awful, but let's look forward, we'll keep positive, and yeah, maybe yeah. lots of Palace, Palace punts coming up, so. Yeah, well, your bad game week is also impeccable timing for me and Josh <laughs> as well, so <laughs> thank you for it that. It makes you well. look good, makes you look good compared to me. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> it makes me feel a little better, though. But I mean, for, for Palace to be FPL relevant, it's pretty rare. So that's a really rare. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Have, have you owned many Palace players this year? I have only owned one. It's the same player I always own, Gaeta. Because uh, historically, Palace are very good defensively. Um, and we're very Burnley-esque. When we win, we like a 1-0 and Gaeta usually smashes three bonus and gets a clean sheet so he's a nice nine pointer we haven't been so good defensively this season though but we can cover that later when we talk about Palace because a lot of formation changes and stuff so we can I think there'll be a lot of talk about Palace later but first of all we're going to have to go through our game weeks so do you want (coughs) want to go through yours first of all I don't think any of us want to do this but let's get it out of the way Mine's going to be quick because I only got one return for an Ian actual assist from my entire 15 squad. God, 21, you... 21 points and a seven and a half million game week rank. <laughs> did you do any transfers going into the week? Um, I was tempted to. I was going to do Fernandes to Son and quadruple captain him. Um, but I decided against <laughs> that. Um, I thought with this late announcement of the double coming up next week, I thought rather than, uh, you know, I'll play it safe. Save uh, have two free transfers going into next week, and uh, yeah, worked out well. well onwards <laughs> and upwards. At least you've got those two transfers to to bring in some Palace players. Um, 
I mean, oh, <laughs> my rule is always don't bring in Palace players because then I end up playing them against super clubs and captaining Zaha when I should just be sticking to Kane or Bruno. <laughs> I let my heart rule my head, which is not the way I should be going. So I try and avoid Palace players, but stuff it. Stuff Why not? It. Yeah, end of the season, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to play for now. Uh, let's so. try and enjoy it. Um, so we we move on to Josh's team. Your week wasn't that much better, to be honest. No. 27 points and a 6.6 million game week rank. So I only got out seven players, uh, including Brewster. And that was because because I had five players in the the United-Liverpool game. Trent, Salah, Jota, Fernandes and Shaw. And then I had Rudiger and Rafinha on the bench who were injured. It started off really well, actually. Friday night. Obviously, the Leicester game was one all, and I I only had Ianacho, so I was really really happy with that. Saturday morning or, or early kickoff, I should say, Cancelo clean clean sheet. Then Mendy at uh, three o'clock, I think we played, um, who got a clean sheet as well. So I went into into Sunday feeling quite quite positive, and yeah, just uh, wasn't expecting that at all, as as none of us were. I thought the kickoff time would get pushed a bit later and then I thought oh it'll be fine they'll just play it tomorrow they're so closely located to each other it'll be like a three o'clock kickoff on the Monday which I think was the rumour and then yeah just uh, didn't happen and um, here we are with uh, my worst game week of the season by a country mile yeah How about you I did look at your team Sunday morning. I thought, oh, Josh is having a good game week again. But then it did go off the rails. Um, it did, literally. Yeah. It was, um, you know, I would have just taken the appearance points from that game. Sod the, uh, sod the attacking returns or clean yeah. sheets. I mean, that's pretty much what my game week was, to be honest. Um, I managed to get 11 players out, but I only got 30 11 points. twos. It, you know what? It wasn't far off. Um, I mean, luckily, Mad Hatter, we were talking on the Slack channel. I posted my team. I'd rolled the transfer. I posted my team. Mad Hatter made like, I don't know I don't know if he was joking, because he did the same move, but he was like jotted to Sigurdsson. With about 10 minutes to the deadline, I was thinking, this makes perfect sense for my team. So I, I did that, and it did end up gaining me two extra points and getting me 11 men out. But unfortunately, Luke Eiling was one of them, your old mate. He got no points. And I didn't know it at the time, but I got a Luca Dean assist. And obviously that wiped out my Martinez clean sheet. However... Concer and Target came off the bench because of the Liverpool game being called off. So my Luca Dean assist, which was my only attacking return but from Ianacho, wiped out three clean sheets for me. So it could have been it could have been a good week if I, if Villa had kept a clean sheet. Um, so yeah, it's just I mean it says it all that I got the best score and I got thirty points, which is a six point two game game week rank. Um, <laughs> So I think we should move on from our teams, really. Um, quickly, before everyone stops listening. Yeah, I know. No, this seems to be a habit, but normally I introduce my bad team. I get a bad game week. Josh then saves it by saying, oh, he was like, I don't know, top 10K game week rank or something. But even Josh couldn't save us this week. Um, <laughs> so we've got Alan back this week. So FPL Diagnosis. He's going to run through the stats for the game week. Hello again. Let's go through a quick roundup of some interesting stats from the game week 
and there were no real discrepancies between XG results and actual results this week, with a slight exception in Tottenham Sheffield United, where the XG data stands at 2.0 to 0.5 in Spurs' favour, highlighting the excellent finishers Tottenham have at their disposal. No such luck for Harry Kane, though, who recorded an XG of 0.9 without scoring, making him this week's biggest underperformer. Gareth Bale, in contrast, is this week's biggest overperformer, with three goals from an XG total of 0.7, but that will pretty much happen by definition when you score a hat-trick. Bale had the joint top shots of the game week, together with Michael Antonio and James Madison, all on six. But Bale managed to hit five of his shots on target, compared to two for the other guys. Fabio Silva had the second most shots on target, with all four of his shots hitting the mark. And Youngmin Son created the most chances this game week with six, followed by Yuri Tielemans, Martin Erdegord, Aaron Creswell and Said Benrahma, all on four. With two West Ham players in the top five for chances created, it's not a big surprise that they, as a team, also created the most chances of the game week with 20, followed by Leicester on 18 and Arsenal on 17. Leicester put in the most amount of crosses this game week with 32, which is probably a result of playing against 10 men for a large part of the game against Southampton. They only managed to get 9 to reach their intended man though, which is probably a result of Southampton being able to defend rather well as Leicester seemed to still have some issues when breaking down that low block. Salisu in particular had a great game which sees him come second for clearances, blocks and interceptions with 14. Most CBI this game week goes to Issa Diop with 15 and Tyron Minx also had 14. Leicester could and maybe should have gotten more from the game but not by as much as the XG data stands 1.7 to 1.1 in their favour. West Ham had the second most amount of crosses this game week with 17 and 7 on target. They were involved in the most aerial duels this game week also with Thomas Suchek leading the line there as per usual with a staggering 21 aerial duels winning 17 of them. Benteke of Crystal Palace came in second with 15 aerial duels winning 9 of them but in his defense a lot of those balls were chucked up to him and hoped that he could do something with them. I think we'll leave it at that. Back to you Rich. Thanks a lot Alan and if you would like to join the FPL Surgery Patreon please google FPL Surgery Patreon. You can protest outside the Iceman's house about our Patreon or go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Thank you to all our Patreons, but especially Andy Portlock, Ross from FPL Merch, and of course Ron Frosk. They're pledging at the highest tier, so they get an extra special mention each week. And we're going to go straight onto the headlines. Okay, so our first headline, it's the postponement on Sunday. So Man United against Liverpool, as I'm sure everyone knows, was postponed. And we've got a question from Mad Hatter on Twitter. Um, so thanks, Mad Hatter, again, for convincing me to get Sigurdsson for his two-point haul. If Liverpool and United both have a double and no blank and you didn't have any United players, would it be worth getting Bruno at the risk of losing Son and Kane for a hit and fielding 11 double game weekers? So if we come to you, first of all, John, what, what do you think about something like that? 11 double game weekers sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Whatever you do now, this, this time of the season, it's going to be it's going to be pivotal, I think, to your end of the season rank. Like every point counts now. There's not any points like any time to make them up. 
And my way, or maybe it's just my opinion after the last couple of weeks I've had, I just go for it, stuff it. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. <laughs> just get, get the points on the board, get them all. If you go and get 130 points, and then but then you have to take a minus eight next week to sort your team out for that, then you've got 122 this week. Or you could play it safe and then you go, oh, I've got 70. You're, you're actually up by getting loads of double game weekers in. I mean, the problem is you get a load of double game weekers and then you still don't do well and then you've still got to take points hits. But that's the risk and reward, right? That's that's the problem. And it's hard to feel confident after a game week like this where everyone's, got, you know, all your players get one and two points. And it's really hard. Unless you've got Bale, of course, someone like Bale. But And also, I guess the other problem is, and I probably should have mentioned it before we started the headline, that we don't actually know... So Ben Krellin is 60% sure that Liverpool are going to have a double game week in 35. But he's also 40% sure that their, their game double game week is going to be in 36. So at the time of recording, we're not even sure if, if when this Liverpool against Man United game is going to be played. Mm. Which I guess that does make it a bit, bit tougher to answer Mad Hat's question, which I imagine was asked before Ben even came up with that second scenario. Um, and maybe by the time people are listening, you know, they'll be they'll be aware of it. Um, what, what do you reckon, Josh? I mean, it looks like, yeah, that United won't blank in 36 anymore, which would be great. I mean, I, I feel like it's a little bit of compensation for the train wreck that was uh, game week 34 for a what, lot of what us. If, what if they protest again? Oh, my God, mate. I mean, I, <laughs> I can't stand United as it is. Um, they've always been my least favourite team in the league, um, and um, yeah, not not mad on United fans either. So it's it's just you know rubbing salt in the wound, really, isn't it? Um, but I think with regards to Mad Hatter's question, yeah, I think that if if Bruno did have a game in 36, then yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be worth a hit personally. Um, I think that you know Spurs is, Spurs have got great fixtures, and obviously they've just been Sheffield United four 0 but I think it's um, you know you, you you love to chase the doubles and and at this point in the season it's 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 the last hurrah isn't it I think you know by the looks of things game weeks 36 37 38 are going to be pretty standard if if Liverpool do double in in 35 so yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna have one last hurrah and and, and like John says you know if you could accumulate the points in this big double game week then fine it's fine to take the hits afterwards. No, I like both both your attitudes on that. And John, I can see you've got you've obviously got two two Liverpool players. Now I know you're maybe eyeing up Palace ones as well, but I mean you've got Salah and you've got Jota. I mean, would you look at maybe a say Liverpool do have this double this week, and again we don't know if they do. Um, would you look at like a third Liverpool player? So the double would be Southampton and West Brom, right? If so, yeah. So if it's in 35, it would be Southampton and West Brom. Whereas if it's in 36, 36, it would be West Brom and Man U. Yeah. I mean, you're essentially attacking the... I mean, if it's in 35, I think taking a points hit to get a triple up is like a no-brainer, really. I would probably go one of the fullbacks because at least they're nailed on. And I'm normally against hits for defenders because of low point ceilings. But in a double game week against those poor position you think they'd like to they'd make it up plus the front three like the rotation around that front four um you just i've got i've got jota at the moment i might transfer him out really? yeah I, I can see that because i guess the one thing we did learn from man united liverpool obviously we didn't get to have a game did we but we knew jota was benched or would have been yeah, but is that but, ahead. but is that because of the fixture you know are they looking at that it was Klopp looking at that and going well i don't want him to play against man united so therefore you know 
he's going to play both games in 35 if that's what happens, and then he misses the United game in 36. It's hard to know, isn't it? Because I remember because he can't be down to rest anymore. They've had two week break. Uh, what's also funny is obviously Salah and Mane were fasting, weren't they? So and it was a what was it meant to be a 4:30 game, and they were still chosen ahead of Jota. Firmino's got an awful record against United. I think I can't remember why I saw it, but he, like he's not scored in nine games against them or something. I mean, he's scored in nine games against anyone, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is team dependent as well, perhaps. You know who you can get in because I mean, even Nat Phillips was back in the lineup at four million. Would he interest either of you? I'm already tripled up, so I can't get anyone. And if I'm honest with you, I wouldn't be moving heaven there for for Nat Phillips. I think. I think the only options really at the moment are Trent, Salah, Mane, Yotta. That's it. The reason is why is Trent is 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 a way better option than Robertson at the moment from a statistics perspective, perspective as well as FPL points. And then I think you're only going to go for those three from attacking perspective because you're not going to go for Firmino. Salah's your obvious option. Yotta's your your budget one, and Mane's your your differential, really. What, what do you think of Robertson, John? Because I actually quite like Robertson. <laughs> um, I really like Robertson. I had him at the start of the season um, when he was smashing it and Trent was blanking. But he's been off the boil recently. Yeah, that's uh, it, isn't they, it? I mean, normally, yeah, I'm a massive Robertson fan. I think he's a great player. He's great in FPL. But you, you wouldn't go for him now over Trent. And would you want to double up? I don't think so. It's, it's like just guys... looking at some... Sorry, I was just looking at some Liverpool stats. Um, last six game weeks, Trent's top for expected assists. Jordan Shakiri is above Robertson, and I don't even remember him playing. Jordan Shakiri's got one point in the last six game weeks, so he's obviously had a cameo at some point, and he's got a higher XA than Robbo. But it's it's more that I mean, because obviously you guys were saying about how the you know it's the last chance saloon, you know, right at the end of the season. I mean, if they had Southampton and West Brom, I mean, does it get much better? Their games after that as well are class. They mm. got. We got we got playing well. Being Palace fan, they got Palace and Burnley as well. So, so the they, four out of the five, other than Man United, are just absolutely like you've been on the triple up already, Josh. Happy mm. days, happy days. Well, to you. yeah, I mean, I paid the price for it, but yeah, cheers. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you paid the tax. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's just harsh. It's just yeah. I've got seven men out this week, including Rhea, including Rian Brewster. But yeah, no, it's brilliant. I'm loving the triple up. But no, I, I think it's you know it's it's. Um, <laughs> I am looking forward to it. If it does get, if it means that also when it gets to game week 36, I don't have the headache of sat sitting there with you know um, Bruno blanking, Shaw blanking, etc. Then then yeah, it's made my life a lot easier. I've just had to kind of you know uh, go for a bad game week to to get there, and it means that actually I can use my transfers a little bit more aggressively. Everyone's going to be buying Liverpool players now, and you've already got them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I sold Jota just purely because I could do Jota to Sigurdsson and then then I could do Madison back to Jota. I mean, obviously, depending on how the fixture, I didn't expect the fixtures to change. I just assumed that was, <laughs> as we all did, that that was it for the season. Friday was, you know, these are the fixtures. Um, so, that, I mean, that's changed. And I mean, if Liverpool now get that double game week in 35, I'm thinking, do I have to get Jota back in? That's why I was looking at maybe someone like Phillips or, or Robertson and just hoping to get lucky. Nah, uh, but I'd, I wouldn't what, personally. Well, if it's Southampton, West Brom, though, I'd, I'd want three. Yeah, three, yeah. But why Phillips or Robertson? Because I can't fit. It's very hard. I mean, if 
it's all team dependent as well. You know, yeah. if someone someone can get in like someone for free because doing a hit this late in the season, it's hard for it to repay. So I might have to look at something like Madison or Sigurdsson to Jota. I would go. I would definitely go more attack. I mean, if you were in a position, I mean, Trent's Trent's been brilliant recently, and yes, he's like having an attacker who gets clean sheet points anyway. But if you if you had no Liverpool players, or if you just had Salah and Jota, I'd, I'd try and get Mane in as well, and and and, and attack it with three of them uh, as opposed to a defender. You know, um, which because is what yeah, those are which... teams that can see goals, particularly Southampton as well. Like. West Brom have been a lot better recently. Yes, Sam Allardyce has, in most games, tightened them up. Um, and they've been a lot better attacking-wise as well. But to, it's going to get to the point where they go, right, well, we're down now. Like, we're not, we, mm-hmm. we're not really got much to fight for here. And therefore, you know... But I think that Southampton are one of the really attractive teams to play at the moment. I mean... Losing Romeo earlier on in the season has been, like... is really, really... Like derailed them in terms of like how they're how they're set up and um, you know I think they played I think they played Armstrong as one of the two sort of centre midfielders the other day it just just doesn't look right at all they're they're really down to their bare bones they can't decide who's playing in goal each week you know Ings Ings is just getting injured all the time Ryan Bertrand's out who's their captain they're in an absolute state I mean they did really well to get a draw um, against. Um, Against Leicester, um, well, they've but, got guard suspended now as well, haven't they? Because of that. Yeah, I think they. I think they. I think they could have another uh, thrashing before the end of the season, without a doubt. Like they, they're just yeah, they're down to their bare bones, and they just they, they, they've they've got they've got players that they're very very reliant on, and they've not got backup, and that's the problem with them. You know, like someone like a James Ward Prowse, he's a great footballer, yeah, but he's not a holding midfielder like Romeo is. This is the thing, but I mean, Friday does worry me a little bit because obviously I had triple Leicester attack and what was it, 80 minutes almost, they were playing with 10 men and it was one all. But you were licking Um, your lips. I was, I was, but then the way my season's gone, I also thought they're going to, Southampton are going to win this. Obviously they they didn't, but... (laughs) But yeah, I could see see the way the script was going to go. So I'd be kind of gutted now if Southampton then absolutely get hammered by someone. This 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 game week though, this this um this game week is going to get going to going to be a good one, and I think um you know we need it after 34. But also I think if Liverpool double, it's going to be even better because you know it it, it creates a captaincy conversation. And I think you know Salah would probably be the the go to then, wouldn't he? Yeah. If if if, yeah. if it moves to 35. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably if Liverpool don't have a double in 35, captaincy is more interesting. Great. I think but as soon then, as Liverpool get the obvious captaincy, Brom, then they'll be the obvious captaincy for 36, won't they? Because if they if they don't, by the sounds of things, from what Ben Crenin's saying, and let's be honest, he got he he got the 35 doubles absolutely bang on. So um, you know, if Liverpool double in 35, it's Salah, and if they don't, they'll double in 36, and it'll be Salah. So He's a, he's an absolute key man to hold at the moment, and I think Bruno is yeah. too because because of their double and you know. So. I think in thirty six there, if Liverpool the only team to double, or Liverpool Man United would double. No, it'd just be Liverpool. It'd just be United Liverpool at the moment. But then United away is just a nil nil, so you've just got West Brom plus two points for Salah, unless you might go for Trent be cheeky. But some of the other games in thirty six are brilliant. You got City at Newcastle. 
Everton have got Sheffield United. Spurs have got Wolves, who are absolutely awful at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, those are some good fixtures. You're right. Yeah. I'm with, I'm with you there, John. I, and I actually think you mentioned obviously United game is going to be nil nil. So that could be if it was in 36 and Liverpool at West Brom and United, maybe that's a Trent captaincy week. Because mm-hmm. I mean Salah is bit like Vardy's actually outscoring Salah over the last six, seven, eight game weeks. Um, and I know a lot of people are frustrated with Vardy, like I am myself. But Salah, 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 yeah, basically. <laughs> but Salah's not doing that great. I mean, the highest. I mean, he hasn't got. He's not really been points. that great all season, is he? Really? No, he's not like a reliable. Apart captain. from apart from the first game week when he got when he got a couple of penalties, um, you know, he's not he's not really been at his at his usual self all season, really. I've and, captained uh, him seven times this season, and the only goal I've got was a penalty against Fulham. The only attacking return I've got from Salah. I'm, I mean, maybe I'm captaining him in the wrong weeks, but he's not been a reliable captain. He's, no. he's really expensive, um, yeah. but Trent Trent's not been reliable either. So <laughs> I'd say Liverpool have been, but who? Yeah, yeah, I've been really. Who's been reliable this season? You'd say City. Bruno City haven't though we rolled card again week two and we got absolutely no I mean like for the, for the most for the most of it you say City Bruno Stones, yeah uh, oh, I, I and, and Kane and Son that's it right City Bruno Kane and Son they've been the reliable things this season yeah. and may and Chelsea defense in patches you know it's it's, it's been yeah there's you, normally you can rely on two or three teams you know, most weeks, but it's it's not. That's why City have cruised the title. You know, I flew yeah. up the ranks back along. I had triple City defence when they had that Stones and Diaz. I had Stones, Diaz, Cancelo, and they were at like twelve clean sheets in fourteen matches. And I just had triple City defence the whole time. And everyone's going, "Oh, Gundogan's been benched, Sterling's been benched." <laughs> I just sat there, eighteen points every week, if not more. Like the old goal, like that Stones twenty-one pointer at that Cancelo twenty-one pointer. I had him captain. Um, <laughs> just I just rolling them in, bring on the clean sheets. Eighteen points a week, standard before the games even kicked off. But yeah, <laughs> then then Champions League kicked in and they won the Premier League, and then it's just all gone peak song, isn't it? We've all had to try and find differentials, and it's been awful. Yeah, it's been hard to pick defenders outside of that little period of City. I think it's been quite yeah. hard, hard picking the right defenders. We just haven't had Liverpool and City like we have last last season. Mm. It's, it's been a really tough season, but. We're going to move on now to our, to our second headline. Um, so that's double game week 35. Now, obviously, as we've mentioned, we don't know about this Liverpool-Man United game. But there's a lot of other doubles that we do know about. So Villa have got a double, Man United and Everton. Palace have got a double, Sheffield United and Southampton. So probably the, the best on paper. Everton have got West Ham and Villa. Southampton have got Liverpool and Palace. United have got Villa and Leicester. Arsenal have got West Brom and Chelsea. Chelsea have got City and Arsenal. And then Leicester have got Newcastle and Man United. So those doubles we know about. So, I mean, John, where, where do you want to start with that? I've got a slight inkling, but it's up to you. <laughs> I really want to talk about Al- Arsenal. Um... <laughs> a- Bamiyang's back. And then he, oh, no. yeah. do we? <laughs> my, um, my notes on Arsenal say they're a bit rubbish and they blank in 36. That's all I've got for Arsenal. <laughs> and they rotate. Um, they rotate like nine players. Good summary. Last game. Oh, yeah. yeah any teams that are in Europe still, they actually still, well, Arsenal really care about Europe because otherwise they won't be in Europe if they don't <laughs> win this. So, yeah. 
And they like they looked good at the. We're actually talking about Arsenal now. I mean, it's a joke. Oh no, they actually looked. Um, they looked all right at the weekend when they smashed Newcastle, but Newcastle were just absolutely awful. So if anyone's trying to pick anything out of that, thinking Arsenal were good, then it wasn't. It was that Newcastle were bad. Which could be good for Leicester. <laughs> Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my favourite thing about your YouTube videos. <laughs> American score predictions. Yeah. Coach Pearson, he's gone though. Yeah, you you could have got a job if the Super Super League had happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I could have done on the Disney Channel. <laughs> that was the rumor, wasn't it? They were going to be one of the uh, one of the providers. Well, uh, yeah, Dazzin as well, wasn't it? Lemon Dazzin. Yeah, just all the proper ones just went. No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. So yeah. to come up with some random uh, some random providers. Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They did actually do a few NFL games, and yeah, it's worth YouTubing that. But um, yeah, so Arsenal would probably d- don't want to cover them too much. All oh, right, we? yeah, so they're done. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> should we cover Palace? Because I can, I can actually. Yeah, offer get on with it. Get on with the Palace analysis. Right. That's the big one. Palace, Palace. Um, I got the big one. I got the big man with my American score predictions. He is absolutely fantastic at top volleys. <laughs> <laughs> known to us as headers he's Mr Benteke up front nailed on you're looking at Benteke again he's past his best he's past his sell by date he's shocking he's only scored five goals all season but he's in his form of his life he's scored more goals this season than he has in his previous two combined he's in, he's in the form he's in the form of his palace life you mean yeah. <laughs> well, actually it's not even that actually I, you just, did you see him at Aston Villa he was like a, a no. man possessed it, his um his first season at Palace, he scored something like 17 goals. Um, he was brilliant in his first season with us. I don't know what happened after that. I'm just checking now. 15 goals. There you go. 15 goals in his first season with us, and he scored six goals since. Do you know what's scary? I've just realised it's been nearly 10 years since that breakout season at Villa, and he scored like 19 goals. 12-13. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Time time flies. I remember being so jealous of the Belgian team back then. They had, they had it all. You're not now. <laughs> no, well, no, because England have got a better team. So it's <laughs> full of potential, as always. So no, that's for another podcast, that one. Right, Ben Teke. We've got Sheffield United and Southampton. We've covered how bad Southampton are already. And we don't need to talk about how bad Sheffield United are because everybody knows. So we look at Palace. In the last six game weeks, Ben Teke has had twice as many shots, shots in the box, shots on target, big chances and XG versus Zaha twice as much on all of those stats and he's obviously top for Palace on all of those for everything as well everything attacking wise Benteke's top and he's not just good for that he's actually got the same expected assists as Zaha as well because he's a big man he's often like the target man he'll he'll kind of chest it down and lay it off because we're playing two up top now so yeah he's good at setting up goals this doesn't mean he's going to return because Palace don't really score very many goals that's the only problem with this. But in these matches, we, we've got to be scoring, haven't we? You'd have thought so. I mean, it is like you say, it's two of the worst teams. Something I don't like about Zaha is he's not very good at bonus points. I mean, he's only he's only had yeah, 11 bonus points all season. And he was taking penalties, wasn't he, earlier in the season? He's not yep. anymore. Would no. that be right? Correct. Luca's back on him. Milivojevic. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that so kind of knocks be. the appeal of Zaha. Yeah. Well, he doesn't miss him, does he? Or no. Billy? No. Is it just Zaha? Are you looking at Eze as well? I mean, 
Uh, I do love Eze. I, he's so nice on the eye. He just glides with the ball. The only problem is, he's, I think he's made the most starts of any Palace player this season. So if there's anyone more, there's no one more nailed than Eze. The problem is, I don't know how many, he doesn't seem to often complete 90 minutes for some reason. We'll bring no, on he... Schlupp or maybe an attacker and put Zaha back into midfield. Yeah, so um, three goals, five assists. And yeah, scrolling through his minutes, it does look like he's been subbed at half time or the 50th minute a few times. And Yeah, he's got the one pointer in him, the old 59th minute. But so, if you had had to pick between Zaha and Eze and money's no option, which would you go for? In real life or in FPL? In, F- in FPL. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't have either. Okay. <laughs> but this have is great. But you'd have Benteke. I would have Benteke only because. His price as well, 5.5, and always at that price range for a budget striker. Like people have got Vidra, easy switch out for Vidra. Um, Bamford hasn't really been performing. Um, I don't know what other budget strikers people have got. I mean, I've been on Bamford for ages. I've been trying to get rid of him. I mean, a lot of people moved to Ianacho, but obviously. But I think he's just a great. And he's a good punt as well, like a little short-term punt, and then you can just bench him for the rest of the season. This might sound absolutely ridiculous, but obviously Kane's got a single game week. Would you fancy a Kane to Benteke? I have to ask. I mean, John's obviously. I was sitting there. I was sitting there keeping quiet, <laughs> thinking, how the hell are we That's... scraping all this? You know, this isn't scraping. This is top class punting. This is it was double game week. When you, madness. I think the moment, the moment <laughs> yeah. I went was when you started mentioning about slap. And I was like, oh my god! And then now, now, uh, now, Rich is talking about selling Kane for Benteke. I'm, go- I'm gone. <laughs> well, I wanted to know how serious John was. Like, right, we have to, I am you serious know. on Benteke. I, I'm not selling. I wouldn't sell Kane because you have to put your like your sensible hat on and go. You know, we bought him 12 game weeks ago, and he's gone up a million since mm. we bought him, and his effective ownership and bloody bloody lost value and everything else. When you talk about serious FPL hat, we can't. You can't sell Kane now. You just... right, what What if you were on... So some people are on free hit. So if you want a free hit and you had a final spot to choose between Benteke and Kane, just for example, because I think someone's going to have Ian Acho ahead of, ahead of them. Uh, would you rather have Kane on a free hit with one game or would you rather have Benteke with his double game week? Benteke. There we go. There we go. Free hit. Also, Spurs are playing Leeds and Leeds have been good defensively. They, have actually mm, they weren't the week just gone, but yeah, before that they were. I think they because they had no Calvin Phillips, didn't they, at the, against Brighton at the weekend? Yeah, and, and Leeds are better at home as well. So they are playing at home against Spurs. So no, I mean, honestly, there's going to be a lot of questions on Palace. So I, I think the final, final one, and then we move on from Palace. You mentioned Gaeta. Would you look yeah. at any of the defenders, for example? Uh, right, so if, if you're free hitting, Gaeta goal. Done, nailed. That's yeah. your that's your keeper if you're free hitting Gaeta. You don't want him after this week because our fixtures aren't great. But yeah, all day. Um, and no one really wants to make a goalkeeper transfer, so it's literally just free hits, get him in goal, done. Defensively, um, I mean the fixtures are nice, and we are normally decent um, defensively. What we've done this season is they've gone to four four two to try and score more goals, which has happened. Um, whereas previously we've been playing four five one. Um, so we've been more solid defensively. Um, so yeah, we've conceded more goals this season, but it's a nice double game week. Left back, interesting. 
Isn't that a shame that PVA got dropped? No. From out from He's real- not been great, no, but he he for me would be one of the actual interesting options because yeah. you're playing right. against two teams that, you know, I mean Ings hasn't been playing recently for Southampton, Sheffield United can't score many goals. And PVA, he normally has a really good record towards the end of the season of, of getting a couple of but goals. It's because we always, this season, we're always mid-table mediocrity. We've got nothing to play for, so he just goes, oh, stuff it, I'm going to run forward and have a laugh. And then he normally bags one and get like a 15-pointer at some point. But He plays FPL, doesn't he, old PVA? So it's pro- that's probably why he wants to get the likes on Twitter when he gets his 15-pointer. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's private leagues normally in the top five in the world. The league of doing bits. Yeah, I have been in it before, actually. I have been in it. Oh, but, um, but yeah, so we're going to move on from Palace now. But I do yeah. think we'll, we'll probably come back to them later. I'm sure we will. Um, but I guess another team we should talk about, for example, is is Leicester. So, Josh, <laughs> what do you think about Leicester? Um, I think they look great at the moment. Just don't think that this sending off actually did them any any help uh, last Friday night. I actually think if Southampton had, had remained with 11 players on the pitch, they'd have beaten them. I just think that they, they always do better against teams when they're, you know, hitting them on the break a little bit more and playing against, you know, two banks of, what was it, four, I guess, or um, was, was was tough, you know, or not even two banks of four. It was more like about five or six of them at the back, you know, just trying to, trying to head everything away and it just doesn't suit the way that Leicester play. But yeah, they look they've looked really good really recently and um you know they've they took a little bit of time to transition from when they were had like Harvey Barnes and stuff to this new formation with um Ian Acho and Vardy up front and Madison behind and obviously the wing backs now and I think it's starting to look good. Um so I think yeah they they've obviously got a great game at home to Newcastle. That could be any score really at the moment. I think Newcastle are pretty you know, looking like they're almost safe now. Um, so I think they'll have taken, you know, their foot off the gas a little bit. So Leicester will be will be gunning for them, especially after their result against uh, Southampton. And then they got away to United, which is not an easy game. And it's a big, big, big game, that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's good. I still don't think that they're... I still think I'd look at the captain... Um, away from them this week. I still think with the current fixtures we have in front of us, um, I'll go Bruno, unless obviously Liverpool get their uh, potential double confirmed in, 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 in 35, then it would be obviously a bit more attractive to look at Salah. The worry for me, because I've obviously got three Leicester attackers, so I've got Madison, I've got Vardy, I've got Ian Acho as well, is obviously, like you say, that Leicester game against Newcastle on Friday looks absolutely incredible the united game on wednesday feels like a bit of a bonus but then they've got the fa cup final three days later against chelsea obviously on on saturday so i, I do worry if vardy's going to play play both games I don't, I don't know what you think about that um i guess leicester not winning the other day means they've got a bit more to play for in the league but i've got a slight worry over vardy mm. if, if, if you were free hitting would you have vardy in your team me um with the current with the current fixtures i think i probably would because i don't think there's a great deal of other options really would you have three of them or is no actually no do you know what i probably would do i'd probably go no definitely definitely not no i'd go um i'd go for um the two everton strikers and ian acho 
I'd go, yeah, I'd go DCL with Charleston, Ian Acho, and then over, I'd over have Kane. L- yeah, because he's got a single game week. Yeah. I'd take, I'd take one of them over Kane. I wouldn't take Benteke over Kane. Interesting. And what, what, I, do, you, what, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do, what do you think, John? Um, I'm confused on the well. Vardy's averaging three points a match over the last six. Can't be having that. It's, Especially when you've got Ian Acho next to him. Wait, did you ignore the Sheffield United game when you pulled that stat out? The, <laughs> on, the last, I've got it sorted by the last six game weeks. On oh, OK. Own. I think the thing the thing for me is, is like, if you you know, Everton, you don't know where the goals are going to come from and therefore you probably wouldn't captain DCL or Charleston. But I think to own both of them for West Ham away and Villa away would be, if, on a free hit, for me, that would be the play. You take them to, you take Iheanacho because of his form, because of his price, and then you pump money into midfield and go and get, yeah, go and get the likes of Bruno, Salah, Zaha. Bruno. Yeah, he's Bruno's. With the current fixtures, Bruno's is, the go-to captain for me on uh, for game week 35. Old. How many how, how many returns has he had in the last six weeks? One. Yeah, he got an assist. He got an assist, and he had. A, I think the last goal he got they, was a yeah. penalty against Man City. Yeah, but he's still the top scoring player in the game, isn't he? To, to be fair, I think I yeah, mean I've not you... had I've not had Bruno for weeks, but if I was free hitting, I'd I'd still have Bruno. And I, I think I would a scared be... pick, an EO pick. It probably would be, but then I've not owned him, so I've not you know gone down that route. For, but it does make me nervous with a double. But if you're not if you're not captaining with... him, who are you captaining? Yeah, I, I I think Bruno's the best captain shout uh, still this week. I think I mentioned it on the pod last week when we had um, Harry FPL tips on, and um, I can't see a better option. I mean, if you were playing free hit this week, or equally, if you were going with your triple captain this week, who would you who would you look at? Who would you go for rather than Bruno? It's hard because I mean, if if there wasn't a cup final, I'd still consider Nacho or Vardy. Um, and I guess it also depends on rank, doesn't it? I mean, if you're trying to protect protect a rank, you're happy. Um, like John says about EO, maybe Bruno is the safe one, but he's not been returning. I mean, there's no hiding away from that. No, it's I mean, almost... he got two goals, two assists, didn't he? The, um, the in the in the midweek against Roma, so it, yeah, it shows well, there is, there's, you know, there's still form there. It's just. Uh... Just not has being to in the play Italian team. teams and then he'll absolutely smash it but. <laughs> <laughs> and you know get a penalty or not have the game postponed. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at a more risk, risky captain this week, but obviously that's more indicative of my rank. I mean Everton, I think Everton and Leicester are the really interesting ones. Mm. I think Everton mm-hmm. especially. Who are you now, looking I'm, at then? I mean I've got Sigurdsson. I've had Dean for weeks. I've been waiting for this Villa against Everton game to be rearranged since I wildcarded about seven weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so I've got Sigurdsson. And I've got Luca Dean. I'm happy with those two. I mean, I just don't have room for Calvert-Lewin because I'm not on free hit. I've got Vardy and Ian Nacho. I'm going to stick with them. I'm not going to remove Kane, probably, you know, for reasons John mentioned earlier. You know, he's the best player in the game and I've got loads of money tied up in him. And it still leads. I mean, I, even though he didn't look fully fit, Harry Kane, you know, I'd st- I still wouldn't be shocked if he scored a brace. So I'm not going to remove any of them for Calvert-Lewin. And it's probably a reason I went for Sigurdsson in for Jota last week. Um, Genuinely, I might look at Sigurdsson captain because he's on penalties. West Ham can see goals. Villa can see goals. Mm. The only worry is he might not be 100% nailed. But then James Rodriguez got injured in the warm-up in the last game. Just depends how long he's out for, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. But Sigurdsson's been playing and... 
Yeah, he could be a genuine captain option for someone looking to, you know, go a bit different. I mean, what do you think, John? I mean, are, are there any kind of differential captains you'd, you'd look at? Uh, I, Apart yeah, from Benteke. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't be captain in Benteke. That's, that's, I'm not that mad. <laughs> um, oh, do you know what? How good would PVA be if he would be nailed? Um, I, in a double, I do like captain defenders sometimes, attacking ones, because you think if you can get one clean sheet out of them, that's eight points, and then you can, you know, get a bit on top of that. But really, you're going attackers, really, aren't we? Let's not be stupid now. Um, so, yeah, Leicester, the Man United away game does put me off. Newcastle at home is nice. This is my, Ian Acho is the obvious one. I think he's my bus captain, Ian Acho. Everton, Richarlison is top for a lot of their attacking stats. He is, but I feel like they've changed their formation again recently. But that might be dependent on whether Rodriguez is fit or not, because, you know, I think it's, it's dependent on that. But when he plays up front in through the middle, um, it, it seems to be when Hammers hasn't been playing. And I think that would be huge if he was playing there, because I do personally prefer him as an option to DCL right now. But it's just a question mark of whether he's going to be playing there or whether he's going to be out on the left. Yeah, so yeah, the captaincy this week I think is absolutely brilliant because there's not a standout, and I love it when it's like that because it means you can afford to take a punt and you don't yeah, get scared is, into last week like going Kane or so many weeks I've just ended up on Kane. The thing is though, when it's it's quite nice though normally when there's a stand when there's no standout but there's lots of good options. Whereas this week I feel like there's no options. Well, rotation is the killer this week. And actually, earlier in the week, I had Martinez as my captain. Uh, I know it sounds ridiculous, um, but he's going to play both games. And I I guess the Everton game put me off a little bit. But it was actually, yeah, it was before the Everton game. I had Martinez as my captain. But, I mean, he he could, United and Everton, he, if he can just get one double-digit haul there, if Villa can finally keep a clean sheet after like seven game weeks without a clean sheet, I don't think it's awful without, you know, with the fact he's going to play twice. I mean, I'm sure you two might disagree, but... <laughs> Terrible. I'm not, I'm not crazy for it. Yeah, United at home and Everton at home. I don't see them keeping a clean sheet in either of them. He'd be banking on a pen save. The hard thing is, though, picking a player who's definitely going to play twice. Like, well, there's some doubts over the Leicester players because of the cup final. Um, I'll tell you who, who, who's a good outside one to look at as a captaincy is Luke Shaw. I think that that would be another, uh, you know, in, in the same way as when Liverpool double eventually, it would be like looking at Trent instead of Salah. It would be looking like looking at Luke Shaw instead of Bruno. Do you think he plays twice? With I know the European tie is pretty much locked up. I actually um, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he got rested yeah. at Tellers in, on Thursday night. Mm, yeah. they're, they're, you know, they're 6-2 up. So... Like, so I guess that's one to monitor on Thursday. If Shaw doesn't play, maybe he could be. You never know. Maybe, no, maybe even Bruno gets rested. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be completely shocked if he didn't. But yeah, no, I like. I like that shout. I like John's shout. You know, he mentions obviously defenders, and there, yeah. you know, there could be, could be some. But it's I mean, quite often in doubles we get the big, like the John Stones twenty-one pointer. Previous seasons, Laporte's always smashed it. I do think that PVA would have been great if he was there. I think De- Luke yeah. Dean's a good Luca Dean's a good option for sure. Um, just high upside defenders, really, I think Luke, are, are interesting. Do you know what? Luca Dean's interesting because I've had him for I've had him for weeks and he's looked pretty awful. But that game the other day against Villa, I mean, he created so many chances, um, especially for Calvert Lewin. 
so yeah i i like the luca dean shout but i just don't know if i'd be brave enough to do it i mean west ham west ham are going to score and i mean i can see west ham scoring a few against everton as well so then you might end up with like a naught pointer to start your double game week and then you'll just rely <laughs> and then then you've just got that villa game but yeah i mean it's one of those ones isn't it you could have a huge ceiling with them but you could also get you know a point in each game and be like, why did I, why did I do that? Why did I do that? But I'm sure we will talk more about captains captains later on. So we we'll go for the piss break, and of course, the Iceman's piss break is sponsored by FPL Merch. All right, mate. Oh, hey. Having a good night? Uh, yeah, fine, thank you. I'm just watching the game oh yeah me too me too do you like mugs um what like receptacles ah yeah like coffee mugs yeah mugs do you like them uh i suppose well mate if you play fpl there's this guy right on twitter called fpl merch who makes mugs exclusively for those belter managers who finish in the top hundred thousand right i'm talking 10k 50k 100k and i'm drinking out of one right now that i've got from last season because i did so well and i don't drink out of anything else are you interested my friend um no i'm all right thanks mate but if you get a top 100k finish then why not celebrate with an fpl merch top 100k mug mate no offense but you've been the weird guy in the pub toilet only 10 pounds are a brilliant mug to mark your brilliant season seriously don't worry about it. Thank you, but I've got to get back to the second half. Ah, <sighs> he'll be back. He'll be back. Welcome back, listeners, and we're going straight into the questions. So we've got a question on Slack from Jeff Pedder, and we haven't even mentioned this guy yet, but Gareth Bale. So Jeff's asking, is Bale a serious end of season option given Spurs fixtures, the newfound freedom they have under Mason, and his undoubted quality? I don't like the next bit. Maybe even instead of Kane. Um, <laughs> what, do you think? What, what do you think, John? You were considering Ben Teke instead of Kane a minute ago. I was, no, I was, for the purpose of the pod, I was just asking, you know, if if a Crystal Palace fan would go Ben Teke over two games over Kane. Um, I, I would never doubt Kane. And we've had this conversation earlier in the season, Josh. You remember, you were, you were raving about Bale. And I was saying it was offensive to, <laughs> to even compare Bale to Kane. What do you um, mean before he'd kicked a ball for Tottenham when he was in training? I yeah. was about as excited as I got and then he came out on the pitch and I was like, Yeah, he's not he's not what he used to be. But he's he's getting there, isn't he? He's, he's not Harry he, surely. He's he's not Harry Kane. Like <laughs> not in terms Benteke, of consistency, he's not. Benteke's nailed on four points this week and you know, Kane's stripped fresh off a blank in a four 0 victory against Sheffield United. So <laughs> If he can't score in a, if he can't return in a four 0 victory against Sheffield United, what's he going to do at Ellen Road? Do you know what? Though? I remember captaining Kane against Sheffield United at the end of last season. I think Kane had four goals disallowed. It was it was ridiculous. Four. Yeah, I think it was four. Like there was one where Luca Mora fell over and it was deemed a handball, even though he'd fallen over. I think he'd been fouled and it touched his hand. And so I think Kane's just jinxed against Sheffield United. I think I think that's what it is. Um, but we won't have to worry about that fixture next season. But what do, you, what do you think about Bale? I mean, would you want Bale ahead of Kane or would you want both? Uh, his minutes are still a worry, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I know he, played, he did get his hat-trick and 
you know, people might say it's points chasing, or is it actually he's just going to play now because he got a hat trick? So that's fair enough. But he didn't play in the car. He didn't start the Carabao Cup final, did he? No, um, and you're right. He got subbed off after 70 minutes in the after his hat trick as well. Yeah, and this is Ryan Mason's big match Carabao Cup final. If he's not going to play him in that, then he obviously doesn't see him as a first choice. And he subbed him off after he got the hat trick as well. Uh, plus, we've already got Kane. Do you really want to double up on Spurs? I mean, they've got Villa and Leicester, 37-38. Two tough matches. Leeds as well. I wouldn't be buying Spurs players. They don't double either. I think this week, yeah. why would you Why would you go for anyone that doesn't double? Why would you even bother? Exactly. Uh, I think it would be more for after the double, wouldn't it? Because obviously they've yeah. got so Leeds this week. But then after the double, they've got Wolves and Villa, both at home. Seems Seems pretty good. I mean, I, I think um, I think he'll, I think he'll start every game between now and the end of the season, Bale, and I think that he will get pulled off of, with every game as well. He'll get come off with you know whatever 65, 70, 75 minutes every game, but you can see what he can do in that short spell of time. He's still proving himself because he needs to be somewhere for next season, doesn't he? Whether he's Mm. You know, uh, wherever that may be so I think that the issue with the Carabao Cup final was just that really they needed a team that was you know going to be heavy in defence with with Kane and Son hitting them on the break um, if that you know opportunity arose really and I just don't think it was a game that suited Bale to have Bale there they needed players that worked a lot harder like Mora's and stuff like that so I can understand why he didn't play, but but equally I I understand why he why he did play against Sheffield United. And I expect him to play every game. I think I think yeah, from thirty six onwards, he's a great option, and um, I st- I think because of the double game week, he will stay a differential. Whereas if there wasn't a double game week, I think that he would be probably the most transferred player in the game this week. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it was a great, I mean, it was a brilliant hat trick, but I mean, it was all left foot, wasn't it? Whereas Kane, you know, he scores headers, right foot, left foot. So it's, it's yeah, all of it, top volleys, <laughs> <laughs> the works. But um, he's actually one I might be looking at getting, like, like we mentioned in a couple of weeks, because Leicester blank, and I guess this is something we're not covered yet, but after the double, Leicester of one of the three teams, along with Chelsea and Arsenal, who blank. So I'll have all this Vardy money when I downgrade him to whoever, Antonio, for example, that maybe I could upgrade someone like Madison for free to, to Bale and then go with Bale and Kane for those last three games. But, I mean, I wouldn't go for him over Kane. I think, you know, Kane's someone I just would not sell. Like, full stop, I would not sell him. But we've got a question from Espen, also on our Slack channel. Is it time to get rid of Chelsea defenders? Rotation, tough game week and blank 36. So, John, what, what do you think about Chelsea defenders? They're still doing all right, aren't they? I've missed the boat on this, on Chelsea defenders. I've not owned one at all, ever. Um, and then rotation started happening, and then I was going to get Mendy, but then I didn't, and then he's... Uh, would you sell him? I mean, you can't sell before the double. I mean, they got Man City for the first match. Tough match, but it is what it is. Then they got Arsenal. That's a clean sheet in the bag. So, yeah, I guess the only thing for, with Chelsea for me is obviously they've got quite a bad double. Um, they've obviously got Man City and Arsenal, but then they've got Leicester on Saturday, the FA Cup final as well. So it just makes me wonder if that, that Arsenal game, they might rotate players. And it, I guess it puts people in a tricky spot if they own Chelsea players because it's a tough double. And then it's very unlikely they're going to play both games as well. 
Yeah, I mean, for sure. The City game, you would think that's going to be their main eleven will play that because then they'll rest the Arsenal match for the final. But you want your players for the Arsenal match. Yeah. Do you think they'll re- will rest against Arsenal? I mean, they I rest against every it. they rest against everyone. No, but uh, yeah, well, there'll be some rotation, yeah. But but they still need let's be honest, forward, right? The they? players that the players that m- people own in FPL really are defenders, right? Not many people out there have got the likes of Pulisic, Havertz, Werner. Apart from maybe Mason Mount, a few teams have got Mount, right? In defensively, I can't see us resting players against Arsenal. We need the points too much in the league. You know, and yeah. I think Top we go bigger than FA Cup. Yeah, it is. It is. It, doesn't I, come it, with a it sounds it comes stupid, but I think we, if anything, we play a weaker eleven in against FA in the FA Cup final. Um, as mad as that sounds, I think it's I a think don't buy, don't sell. For for this week, for game week thirty-five, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm really happy to have Mendy and Rudiger because I think that you know, I think that. With our form defensively, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not a great double, no, but we, we can keep a clean sheet against anyone at the moment. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't buy any of them. I just, uh, just, just leave it that really. Leave it whatever you've got, and if you don't have any, don't go there at the moment. And we've not got great fixtures um, after that anyway. Um, for game weeks 37 uh, and 38, we've got Leicester at home. And um, away, so they're not great, but yeah, don't. don't it's not time to get rid now. Wait until at least the the, the, the blank in thirty six. Nice. And we've got a question again on Slack. PL mediocrity. Uh, given that my rank improved by fifty k this week, does the panel? I like this with the panel. Does the panel agree <laughs> with me that one match chosen at random should be postponed every game week? Um, so what do you what do you think, John? If you could postpone a game this week, which would it be? <laughs> Where's that what we're doing? We're just going to pick one. Yeah, just um, it seems to be like that. Well, it's like a lottery, isn't it? It's like a lottery. Which fans are going to protest this week? Um, <laughs> it won't be Arsenal fans protesting. They'll make they'll do on a YouTube channel and pretend it counts. Um, <laughs> so it's got to be Chelsea, Man City. Let's cancel that one. Yeah. And what do you reckon, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> I like. I mean, it won't be, but I'd like it to be Leicester v Newcastle on the Friday night because uh, I've only got a Inacho. Um But I think, um, <laughs> hey, cheers, mate. That's all. I'm, that's my highlight of the week watching Leicester yeah. not score goals. <laughs> also, Friday night deadlines and FPL. They can we can get rid of them as well, can't we? I, I, think, they, I, the I think they're here to stay. I, I think they're here to stay. I think we're going to get a lot more Friday night well. footballs, even even when the games go back to being you know Saturday at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, next season, uh, which I'm looking forward to, I do think the Friday night footballs will stay. And I'm actually the other way around. I I, I prefer a Friday deadline. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Just... They're good. They are good for catching out the casuals. Like in your work in my work mini league, you always know someone's forgotten to do their team. I just like just like waking up on a Saturday morning, not thinking about it really. Just uh, you know, game week deadline's done, and we're just into the game week, aren't we? Really, you know, rather than thinking about your team on a Saturday morning. I prefer it when you're out and about, though. Like, if you finish it out at work and you go to the pub and then there's a game on, it's a bit different to finishing work and going downstairs and you know, some, some random football games on. But um, yeah. we got a question uh, from Michael Lund on Twitter. I have had many questions for you during the season because I had to catch up in my mini league. 
121 points is now only 24 points. Thanks. But my rival tends to mirror me, which means I probably should get rid of Bruno, Jaylings, Bamford and or Shaw. Should I and for who? So if we come to you first, John. So, I mean, would you look at getting rid of Bruno, Jaylings, Bamford and Shaw? Um, no, <laughs> is the short answer. But the thing, if, it's, if it's, he's 24 points ahead... Well, he's 24 points behind. He's 24 behind, but he was 121 points behind. So he's closed the gap by he's 100. 24 behind, but the bloke keeps mirroring him. Yeah. So, but that just means he's always going to be one step ahead. So as long as he keeps getting his transfers right, then the other bloke won't be able to stop him because he's just copying what he did the previous week. So, oh, I see, yeah. Maybe you shouldn't well, ask questions on a podcast. I hope Michael's rival, like Michael doesn't recommend the pod to his rival and... Should we tell him like a fake move today? Should we tell him to like get Benteke don't, or something? That's not a fake move. <laughs> I was about to say, we need just don't mention anything about Benteke, right? That's a secret. <laughs> no, one know, no one knows about him. This is big for him, this double game week, because there's like we've already said with the captaincy, there is so many options. I always feel like we should like DM him to tell him what we would recommend so that his mates listening can't, can't mirror him too soon. Yeah, but if he's uh, listened to the start of the pod, he's not going to listen to any of us, is he? <laughs> <laughs> we can't even. We can barely get twenty-four points um, for our whole team, let alone to close the gap. <laughs> oh my god, so true. Uh, what, what, what do you reckon, Josh? I wouldn't yeah. sell Bruno or Shaw this week. Lingard's an interesting conversation. Bamford just about to go into a good run of fixtures, even if he's not in form. But yeah, Lingard's an option to get rid of. I think if you were like if you were moving. Lingard to a good double game week player. I think that's an option, definitely. But then West Ham's fixtures are about to get really, really good. It was just interesting how West Ham had so many shots and Lingard only had one and it was right He's at regressed. the end of the game. He's yeah, do you see Ben Rama looked good, didn't he? Ben Rama looked good, really good. Did he? I should, I should have kept him. He walked for all his blanks for the okay. last yeah, but 30 weeks. Yeah, 30 weeks on, I'd have been justified in what I did. Right. <laughs> I'd have had the last laugh. Um, so we also got a question from Tanmay Gord. How to finish the season strongly? So, so what do you think, John? Obviously, it's a double game week, as we mentioned. So this is the time. So it all depends on your rank. When I guess I could, I'll, I'll draw off a bit of my my history. So my best season was when I finished 4K uh, two three two years ago, I think it was. Um, and I basically had eight or nine template players literally because i was i was top 10k from about i don't know half not halfway through the season about 10 weeks out like gaming 28 i hit top 10k i was just staying there staying there staying there at the time i was like i just want to go top 10k i'm not really bothered about trying to hit 5k or 1k i just like top 10k holy grail um and then this kind of time i then went right i was up to about eight i don't know eight k set six five k something like that and i was just like right now this is my time to push on and I kept all my team so boring and I literally just went two two punty ones and I did it based on form and fixture and they worked off and I finished up in 4k they had Redmond captain against Huddersfield last game of the season for like 24 points so stuff like that but yeah how to finish the season strong it depends on your rank if you're high up you just want to go template and just try and tweak one or two players um, and I would just go boring captain each week as well. If you're further back, then I think you kind of undo your template more and become more and more differential. Because at the end of the day, like at the moment, I'm 400k. And to me, if I finish 400k or a million, I'm not really that bothered. 
and I'm just going to have a go and try and hit like top 100k still. Yeah, and what, what, what do you think, Josh? I think is the captaincy is the key. I think that's where if you want to you want to make gains and um, try and you know climb the ranks. Uh, I think it's looking at differential captains really. I've tried it a couple of times recently and it's not worked. Um, they weren't crazy differentials, but I, I, I captained Sterling against Leeds the week I played my wild card, and that was at the, that was very differential. And then I captained Bruno against Leeds as well, which was you know it was obviously still got very very high ownership, but it was as as captains when that week it was differential because most people were on Salah. So you know, it's just seeing it's seeing um, you know good good players with good fixtures who who can go against. I mean, you look at the week we've just finished now. We I, I felt there were some good good fairly obvious options in the likes of Havertz when he got rested in in the Champions League. I think Bale was a, was was you know an obvious option with that fixture, um, and um, you know they they came off. So I don't I'm sure there's massively. There's a few, yeah, there's a few more of them um, before the end of the season. <laughs> I think a big, big one in game week 36 is City at Newcastle because their ownership is tiny. City, how good they are! I've never seen a team yeah, dominate a league so much and their FPL ownership be so small. It's just difficult because you just, yeah. I mean, you you got to go. It's, it's tough to predict who's going to start first of all. But then if you look at the attacking options. There's not one of them that's particularly outshining the rest at the moment. Like no, Aguero, Aguero scored. Yeah, Aguero scored the other day. Sterling's not scored for a while. Jesus scored a little bit. Ferran Torres. None of them are really like you know an obvious pick. If they were an obvious yeah. pick, they'd probably be pushing to get back into the first team. You know, certainly I said the first team. You know, to get back into the, yeah, the yeah. Champions League first eleven that he picks. You know, um, I don't know. I, you know, I, the good I, thing I, is. What I do like with them is Pep doesn't bring his main players on. Like your De Bruyne, he doesn't come on. Like the main Champions League players, so you can afford to captain them. And if they don't play, you've got your vice. Yeah, I just think the and thing you is, no, no one else is going to captain them. You'd like to think they'd have the league wrapped up by then, though, pretty much, wouldn't you? By... I mean, they, they could have had it wrapped up on Sunday if, mm. if, that, if that game had gone well, ahead. Yeah, there you go. You, know, you can also try and predict Pep Roulette, because, I mean, you know, Josh, I was I was strongly considering, for like about six hours, I was going to bring in Ferran Torres and, and captain him, um, because it seemed so obvious that Torres and um, Sterling were going to play, mm. and they, they both did. I mean, I didn't think Cancelo would play, and he did. So you can't always predict it exactly, but it looks, I mean, it was looked so clear that Fran Torres and Sterling were going to play. So that could, that's a really good point on, on that Newcastle game, John. And uh, maybe we will be able to predict it. And maybe people with Leicester players like me will be able to look at doing something like Vardy to Aguero or Madison to Foden. Or, I mean, I doubt Foden plays in, in the league that much anymore because he's first choice in the Champions League. But we might be able to predict, and I think that might be my Hail Mary with my horrific rank, is trying to predict those City players. I think, you know, that they did well for me last season. You know, I brought in Sterling, Mahrez and De Bruyne, captained them uh, several times. And that game against Norwich was like, thank you very much. Like that, that gave me big one of the biggest greens of the season in game week 38. So maybe City is the way to go, um, but you just got to be patient. And cross your fingers. You know, you have to get lucky as well to finish the season strongly if you're going against, you know, the, the common picks, the popular picks. 
because they're popular picks for a reason. But we'll go to our feedback. So we got some feedback from Emma. Entertaining and informative pod this week as ever. I don't know how you manage to have interesting guests every week, but always enjoy hearing their different perspectives. So thank you once again, Emma. And Same again to- next week, Emma. <laughs> no chance ben our partner chat so Mikkel Tokram's algorithm you can access that at patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm we're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and have been given the exclusive sign up offer code of surgery15 all you need to do for that is go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk you can sign up there for 15% off as long as you use that offer code surgery15 all capital letters and we're partnered with FPL Doodles. You can find Doodles at FPL Doodles One on Twitter. And he does the artwork for the pod release tweet each and every week. So our trapped-ins this week. If we start with you then, John. So I know we don't fully know what the, the schedule's gonna be, where that Liverpool Man United game's gonna be, although knowing our luck, it will be announced as soon as we finish recording. Um do you know what your transfers and your captain might be this week? Um plenty, in short. Um, I've got two free transfers. I will probably make three for a hit, little mini wild card to set me up nicely for the double. Um, hopefully, we find out if um, the United, where the United Liverpool match comes in, as you say, because if Man United don't double in 36, if don't blank in 36, sorry, that'd be nice. Then they got the double and no blank. Um, and obviously, the Liverpool double as well. It just all depends, really, but very punty. I'm definitely getting Benteke. I can't go through all this and then not buy him. So I'm going to do, um, I think I might do Bamford to Benteke as one of the moves. And then I'm just not sure about the rest. Um, we'll see. We will see. Yeah, um, it's, it's always hard. Maybe Everton. Yeah, Sigurdsson. Talked well nicely about him earlier. Um, and Luca Dean, maybe. I think nice. that's it, really. Nice. Yeah, maybe those three. Nice. And what, what about yourself, Josh? No idea. I had a bit of an idea before. Uh, <laughs> this is going I, well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, was, I had a bit of an idea before the postponement. So before the postponement, I was looking at Cancelo to Dean and then just rolling my other transfer. So I've got I've got two. So Cancelo to Dean, play, play Dean and uh, bench Rafinha at home to Spurs, who you would have thought should be back by then, but who knows? Um, and uh, that, that was my plan, Captain Bruno. But yeah, I'm not sure. Cause if this game moves to 36 and United have a game in 36, I'm, I don't have the, the issue of, 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 of having, you know, a lot of players out for game week 36. So I don't need to roll my transfer as much so I could go a little bit more aggressively at it, really. So, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, looking at it at the moment, I've got I've got five players who double. Uh, Mendy, Shaw, Rudiger, Bruno, Inacho. So not many, but then if, if, Liverpool, if Liverpool double, it ends up being eight. And then I'll start into being a really, really strong position. Um, and could even get to, to 10 with two free transfers. You know, I could go in with 10, 10 double game makers in Kane, for example, which would just be amazing. So, yeah, it, it does depend. And, and obviously we're recording, uh, you know, early-ish in the week after the game week, but at the same time, that that Liverpool 
United game rescheduling is 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 crucial to to really how aggressive I am with it. Yeah, I mean for me, I've already because I've done so many hits in previous weeks, I've already got eight double game weekers. If Liverpool double, then I've got ten plus Kane. So, I mean, it's looking very, very likely that I'm going to roll the transfer. I mean, if Liverpool went into 35, you know, I'd have 10 doublers. Would I want to bench Kane? I mean, I'm already benching Lingard. So the only decision then I'd have is, do I want to bring a third Liverpool player in? And the only easy one to bring in would be Phillips for Eiling. And then I'll be benching Kane for Phillips. So I'm probably, and I said this last week, I said I was going to roll and then I didn't. I lied. And Chris Tan called it. He said I'd end up doing a hit or something. I didn't do a hit. Um, captaincy wise, I, d- I don't have Bruno. So I've changed the armband recently from Martinez to Sigurdsson. It might stay on Sigurdsson. I'm, I, I just think at this point, you know, this season's so random. I'm doing so badly. Um, maybe I just want to have a bit of fun with it. And, you know, Sigurdsson, he's on penalties. He's got two good fixtures alike. Yeah, he, he's the front runner at the moment. I mean, if the Liverpool get the, the double in 35, I think it'd be silly for me to overlook Trent or Salah. But, you know, I still might. I still might overlook him. But we've got a long way to go. Now, we're going to move on to the big, big event because Stefan's mentioned it, you know, he, that he wants us to read out the standings in the mini league again. And we've not been reading these out very often because normally we're recording mid game week the way this season's been. So, Josh, do you want to go through the tables? Yeah, so in the FPL Surgery League, uh, fifth is Ian Clark, fourth is Sean Dunlop, third is Stefan Hogsrud. That's why he wants us to read them out. Uh, second is Aaron Paris, and first is Vegard Nutson. Um, and in the FPL Surgery Patreon League, uh, fifth is Matthew Greco, fourth is Mark Mansfield, second is Robert Uninger. Uh, sorry, third is Robert Unger, second is Alex Ball, and first is Mikhail Van Harlem, which is a new name I've not seen before. So you must have had a very good, uh, you know, run since we last read them out. Could Stefan win FPL? That's what that's what I keep wondering. He's still got his free hit. Yeah. But unfortunately, with this Man United Liverpool postponement, it may have made the free hit for 35 not as valuable as it could have been. You know, don't put a downer on it. I want to, I want to hear you say it's yes. true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, he could have uh, he could have got Ben Teke in easily, and then he would have got <laughs> whereas we can all do it now, you know, because uh, no, but in all in all seriousness, I do think you know, you, you're just saying if, if a minute ago, if Liverpool double, you've got 10 plus Kane, if Liverpool double, I've got I think I said eight plus Kane or something. So I, I you know, but with two free transfers, I could get to 10 plus Kane. So you know, it's it's it. I, I don't. I wouldn't be scared of of players who got a free hit, and obviously there's not many of them left. But whereas before, you know, you could have gone really differential this week. I think it might be personally. I don't know what how Stefan set up, but I think it might be a better play to actually wait and keep it and um, go go all out with a a last to run game we, week thirty eight. We don't know when Stefan's planning to free hit, so maybe maybe he'll adapt and adapt and change it. But I mean, he's he's right up there. He's doing so well. Um, yeah, I really wanted to. He could finish in the top hundred. Oh, easily. Comfortably. I mean, he's, Comfortably. He's easily. He's only. I think he's only just outside the top two hundred at the moment. He could yeah. easily top hundred. Yeah. Yeah. No. Awesome. Keep it up, Stefan. And we move on to our differential picks. So should we start with you, John? I wonder what team they're going to play for. <laughs> 
I wonder what Big Man is going to be. Um, yeah, it's it's the Christian himself, Mr. Chris Venteke. Obviously, we, I mean, I touched on it earlier. He's had the most shots, shots in the box, shots on target, big chances next year for Palace in the last six game weeks. We don't score many goals, but the teams we're playing let in a lot of goals. Sheffield United, absolutely terrible. Um, Southampton did well with 10 men against Leicester, but they're just going to sit in defensively the whole time in that match. This game, they probably think they might be able to score, so probably come out so we can attack them. And we're going to score goals against them too. Um, and yeah, Benteke is going to get him because he's got the best underlying stats. And he's only five and a half million. Have it. It's, it's going to happen. I always, <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost believing it, John. Like, <laughs> it's going to make the double game week more fun, no matter what. I mean, I'm not going to own him, but I'm going to be watching out for him. I'm going to be keeping a keen eye on, on old Christian. <laughs> I believe I haven't persuaded you. It's 5.5. Do you know what? It's a few like... beers, a few beers, John, and you would have done 100%. You'd probably have even got Rich to stick the armband on him as well. It's just I I've mean, got... there's no obvious choice this week. What's your rank? What's your rank, Rich? It's well down there, isn't it? 900k? It's not. I'm, you know, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm <laughs> you in the top. You could be top 10k. You could be top 10k by the end of the game week, Captain. Every, every season I aim for top million. And in my nine seasons, you know, I'm I'm going about to keep that streak coming. Like, I'm just inside the top million. <laughs> Do you know what? If, if I didn't have Kane, Vardy, Ian Acho, I'd, you probably would tempt me. I mean, I've had like four siders. So probably if I had <laughs> one more and didn't own those three players who I'm happy with, I'd, I'd do it. But <laughs> You're happy with Vardy? Ooh. Do you know what? I am quite happy with Vardy. I know he's outscoring Salah, like I said earlier. Like over the he's over. He's only eight. just outscoring Benteke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. It's a very good point. Um, but and that's maybe why I partly asked. You know, I could do Kane to Benteke, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that. That would be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, because uh, no, uh, you've got to transfer him back in. Then he's, he's one of the few things I've got right this season. I said pre-season he'd be the top-scoring player in the game, and everything else I got wrong. So I'm, I can't ditch Harry now. Not not at the last hurdle. Um, but Josh, who's your differential pick? I've gone for Eze. I just, <laughs> I just think he's a decent player. There's nothing more to it than that. If I'm honest with you, I think. I had to go for a Palace player. They've got great fixtures. Um, and, you know, Zaha doesn't classify as a differential because of his ownership. So, um, yeah, I think Eze is a great player. And um, I think they I think they could score some goals this game week, really. Nothing more to it. It's a lot of Palace love, isn't there? Just on the uh, Eze thing, last time we played Sheffield United earlier in the season, um, he was like man of the match. He was absolutely class. Um, being in classic FPL terms, he got five points because he got subbed off in 50 minutes. But um, yeah, he absolutely terrorised them and dribbled like 80 yards and scored a goal. But yeah, I'll say this as well: I would have gone for PVA if he had had he not got dropped. Oh, why did he get? Well, he got 100 would have gone for PVA. But he, but was that because they were playing against City? That's yeah. the other thing. Look where Mitchell plays. He only plays against the big six normally mm. because he doesn't have as good second threat, but he's so much better defensively than PVA. Um, it's just annoying, like you say, because what's to stop Mitchell just playing one of them, PVA the other or something? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame about Eze that he plays for Palace because at QPR last season, he was, he, he was so good. <laughs> I don't know, it came out a little bit wrong, but um, he was so good for QPR last season. Like... I thought he'd be a lot better than he was in the Premier League. I, I mean, would it be unfair to say the team he's playing for on, under Hodgson 
it maybe doesn't suit him the best or would that be maybe you're biased i don't know but i don't know hodgson's um hodgson's tactics do not um do not suit any attacking player really other than benteke this week but um oh yeah they don't have the freedom and they have, we've never had a number eight we always play two defensive midfielders um and then like a couple of wingers and a center forward so they just don't get enough support and yeah, it's, it's, Hodgson's just not, he's not an attacking manager. We got in De Boer once, do you remember that? Seven matches, seven losses, no goals. So we uh, reverted to type. We went back to our normal, boring Palace. <laughs> but I, I didn't mean to sound so harsh about Palace, so I do apologise for that. But I just, I just honestly, as a last season. Life. <laughs> well QPR weren't, QPR weren't great last season but as a was like he was a reason to watch them um maybe I thought you know he'd, he'd step up with with Palace maybe push Zaha on a bit because it almost looked like that early in the season didn't it when Zaha was returning regularly and there mm-hmm. were reports that Eze was a little bit like jealous of Zaha like not being the, the main man anymore yeah but, well those two guys are our top point scorers in FPL this season Zaha 122, Eze 99. Nice, but it's not really—it's not, really, yeah. not really saying much, is it? It's like saying the top point scorer for <laughs> for Burnley, well, it, Nick, Nick Pope. In <laughs> fact, it's talisman theory, though, isn't it? It's talisman yeah. theory. If someone's going to do something, you're not going to go, "Oh, I'm going to get Joel Ward because he might get a goal," because that's not going to happen. But Eze could. True. He could true. Easily get attacking. He could get attacking returns in both games. So. Nice, nice. Yeah, and my differential, it's it's Sigerson. So I've already mentioned him earlier. So I'm probably probably a bit biased because I got him in. Um, but, you know, he's on penalties. I, I do like those Everton fixtures. There's a tiny bit of rotation risk, but I, I think it's worth it. Although he did look like he was playing a little bit deeper against Villa, a little bit deeper than normal. But maybe that was the Hammers injury. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm looking at captaining him as well. But it's a Hail Mary move. It's not one I'd recommend to someone doing well. Um, but please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Please join the FPL Surgery Podcast League. The code is 439HW9. You can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at FPL Surgery. You can subscribe on iTunes, which is apparently still a thing. And remember to please rate the podcast five stars. Or you can email us, fplsurgerypodcast at gmail.com. So, John, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. It's been fantastic. Had a great time. No, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and we we learned a lot about Palace. And I guess where where can people find you? So you've got a YouTube channel which we mentioned earlier. Honestly, um, it's hilarious. So where, where can people find that? <laughs> I mean, so it, it's a dormant YouTube channel, but if you want to watch old stuff of me messing about and failing doing keepy ups and doing dances <laughs> around cars and doing yeah stuff like that, then yeah, that's on YouTube. FPL lad um i post actual fpl tips stuff on instagram that's where my actual stuff is if you actually want to learn some stats and whatever that's fpl lad as well and then i'm also on twitter fpl lad one where i just normally just take the mick out of everyone and just have a laugh and retweet random stuff and yeah yeah no, it's awesome. It's been a lot of fun, and honestly, that, that YouTube channel it really made me laugh. I like. I don't know why. Like people, if they've not seen it, they wonder why we're talking about Leicester and stuff. But it's it good, good, good stuff. Light-hearted as well, which is nice. Cheers, John. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, thanks again. Yeah, thanks, John. And we just got one more thing to say, Josh. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.
Okay. Cool. Not not up the fucking pod. Or... <laughs> <laughs> up the pissing pod. Up the... <laughs> Rich, Rich, I think that's actually the first edit you've done of me the whole season. <laughs> no, it probably is. <laughs> what I should do? Did it? Did you hear it ring or not? No, just no like, I couldn't hear everything it. just blanked out. My phone just like, did it, did it, She knows what I'm doing as well. I've got in the office, I've like, myself in, and she's ringing me on my phone. What are you doing? <laughs>